Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is February 14th, 2022. Today's song is Come Thou Fount, I Will Sing by Chris Tomlin. Today's message is a testimony, and it, it is so important to share testimonies because God is... He does something in our lives that we know he he does because it's profound and and it's like we are witnesses to what you know a miracle really in in what he chooses to show us through his miraculous being <laughs> and this testimony I had mentioned a few days ago that I was going to share a testimony of the of a cat and a testimony can be something that God does that is very, very small or something very big and anywhere in between. And we have to share these testimonies because we are witnesses of what God is doing. And if we don't share testimonies, he stops giving us testimonies. So I've shared this testimony of the cat with several people. I haven't shared it lately, but it came up the other day in a in a, in a message, in a podcast message. And so I'm going to share it today. And I, I just want to share with scripture. I've been, I'm back reading Genesis. I finished Revelation and now I'm back to reading Genesis. And I've actually, I believe I've mentioned this in po- past podcast, how when I was first trying to read the Bible years ago, I would open up the Bible and I would start to read Genesis and I would just put the book down because, you know, all I could see was name after name after name and -and so-and-so was from so-and-so and and -and so-and-so was from so-and-so and I would get bored sort of and I would put the book down and it was just the enemy trying to get me to not read the Bible and from Genesis to Revelation, Genesis has got to be the best book of the Bible. And I was mentioning to my husband yesterday how um, when I used to start reading the Bible how I would couldn't get past all the names. And so I would put the Bible down and I said and now when I when I read Genesis I'm I, I said to my husband it's like I said to myself is that all the names? I remember there seemed to be so many more names to get through. But that is how God works. If if we listen to Him, we're not just seeing names in the first chapters of the Bible. We're 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 listening to His story, His story of how He created the earth and how the world began. So profound when you when you get to a point where you know all of a sudden oh the names are nothing. It's just you read the names and the names become important because they've made it into His holy book. And so anyway, I was just giggling with him yesterday how, oh, I, you know, I was just reading, oh, is that all the names? Anyway, I thought I'd share that with you. But I'm just going to read The Creation, Chapter 1, just a few few verses, just, just to get you thinking about how in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then verse 2 says, The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, 
and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning one day. And he goes on to um, create an expanse in the waters, so there's waters above, waters below, and it's just crazy how there's waters above. <laughs> but that is what an expanse is, and he creates a, he separates the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse, and it was so. So there's waters above, there's waters below. And then he creates everything on the earth in six days, and on the seventh day he rested. And so I just thought I would share that scripture with you today. And it, if you ever get the chance, read Genesis. There are so many great stories in the book of Genesis. It starts out with creation, but there are so mu there's so much that God reveals in the first book of his holy Bible. And then it continues telling the story throughout the rest of the uh, uh, Deut uh, not Deuteronomy, but it keep, it, the story continues in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It just at Joshua, it keeps going. And they're all interesting books. And it's, the Bible is very interesting. So I'll go ahead and start my testimony. And I want to share that my belief in the Almighty, the, the God of Ages, is He has shown me so Many, not that he needed to show me any proofs of his existence, but he continues to show me his power and might where it's beyond my expectations of who our God is. He, he's just, he does these things out of the blue to 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 grow our faith. And that's why these testimonies are so important. And this this ha this testimony of the cat happened, I want to say about five years ago. And I had um, a person in my family that was uh, on death's bed, literally. And we had gone to see him on a weekend. And my husband and I were going to go back to see him on Wednesday because his days were, uh, he was on uh basically just on a on a uh, morphine drip and so he hadn't been able to eat or drink so his days were numbered and so my husband he didn't feel well on the Wednesday that we were supposed to go and this was in January and it was snowing and we live about two and a half hours away from this this beloved person and God had compelled me to go. There was no saying no to him. It was, you. I need you to go, and it's very important. 
your husband isn't going to be able to drive you, but I still need you to go. And so I have shared in past podcasts about how sometimes I get really extremely tired where I have absolutely no energy. There's, there's nothing in me that can even begin to think that I can actually make a two-hour drive because I was just so fatigued that day. But I packed my bag and I said, Lord, if you need me to get there, I'm sure you're going to help me get there. And so I had called another family member who had also been there on the weekend. And uh, I I apologize for the noise. (laughs) I'm at my mom's and it's a very very loud little corner here that she lives on. There's loud cars that pass by. So if you can hear them, I apologize. I hope to someday be able to uh, buy a noise-canceling device so I can... Uh, get have better quality podcasts but for the for the time being all I have is my phone and my earbuds and that's why some of these podcasts are so loud so I had reached out to my loved one and she had said well I really we just were there on the weekend I I, I don't really want to go again and I said well that's fine uh, I just thought I'd reach out and uh, no, no problem. So I just started praying about it because I thought, oh, please, Lord, let, let her change her mind. Let it be before I cross this intersection. And I named the intersection. I named the stop sign because across that intersection was the freeway and off I went, right? There was no, <laughs> it was a little harder to turn back if I had not taken a right to turn around to go back into town and I said let her call me when I get to the stop sign and let her have changed her mind because I really need her to drive because I was again very tired this is the this is how this is God work at work at the stop sign my phone rings and my loved one says I changed my mind is it too late (laughs) and I was like you're right on time I'll be right there. And it was probably 15 minutes to her house, but that's okay. That's okay. The Lord had answered the prayer. The testimony had began. And I went back to pick her up. And she says, oh, let me drive. I mean, God just has a way of answering our prayers and getting us to and fro when he needs us to be somewhere. And he had a calling for me. And he got me there, and my loved one drove me. Praise the Lord. And so we had a nice conversation all the way there. I was so thankful to God that she was driving me. And it was snowing, but it wasn't snowing hard. And we had a pa- we had to cross a pass. And it wasn't bad weather. I mean, it was raining. It, it wasn't slick. She had a four-wheel drive. But God granted us not too bad a weather. And that was another blessing. So we get there, and my my loved one is, I believe, when we got there, I, you know, his wife says, and I'm not naming people because I don't know when somebody's going to be listening to this testimony, and so 
I, I, the wife of my loved one was standing at, at the, at the loved one's bed. And she says, oh, Nellie's here. And he tried to pop one eye open. So he was thankful I was there. So I sit on the couch, uh, pause. I do want to say that when I come on these podcasts, I want to share a testimony, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to name the people because uh, first I think that I need to get permission and so, but what's important here is God's work and these are all loved ones, very, very loved and so I, I get there and I sit down on the couch and I said, okay, God, you got me here. And you know, I'm tired. You know, I'm fatigued. You know, I, I don't even have a voice when I get like that. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I'm just lethargic. So I'm sitting there and up I, up I get off the couch. I go over to his bed and... I just started praying and I said to him, I know you can hear me and I know that you can't talk because again, he's on a morphine drip. I said, but I need you to listen. God has called me here today to help you pass into heaven. And he was very afraid the weekend before. He was very afraid. He didn't want to die. It was just, it was awful when somebody knows that their time is short and they just want to live. So I said to him, I know I've asked you this before about Jesus and I know you've always answered, I know where I'm going. And I've always not liked that answer when somebody says, if I ask him about Jesus, and heaven and and do, how, what's your relationship with Jesus and they say well I know where I'm going it worries me because heaven is a real place with a real God and Jesus sits at the throne at the right hand of the Father it's a real place and this real place is described in Revelation as streets of gold it's a beautiful beautiful city in heaven and so I said to this person I know you've said that you know where you're going but this is what I need you to do this is what God needs you to do he needs you to say in your mind that you accept him as your Lord and Savior it's very important I said to him it's very important that you say Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come and dwell in my heart and be my God. I believe in you. I believe that you rose from the dead. I believe you came from heaven, lived a short time here, was crucified, died, and was buried, and rose again on the third day. And now you sit at the right hand of the Father. I need you to tell him all of this and and tell him that you believe and you have to say it with a sincere heart because he knows our hearts and I knew at this point that he was saying all of this in his mind because he really 
trusted my relationship with the Lord. So I gave him time to say all of it in his mind because I didn't want to rush him. And then I asked him, I said, the Lord needs you to confess every sin you ever did. Jesus knows. I just finished reading in Genesis how he asked uh, the Egyptian maid of Sarah. Sarah was the wife of Abraham. And, and Hagar, she ends up, Sarah tells Abraham to, to have a baby with her maidservant Hagar. And Hagar has a baby. And then she gets kind of she gets cast out with her son, and Jesus and she's see, watching her son die because they're out of water, they've been out of water, and and the Lord shows up and he asks Hagar, "What is the matter, Hagar?" When clearly he knew what was the matter, but he wants people to say what the matter is. It's like you speak it into existence and then he knows that you want it dealt with. And so Jesus has taught me throughout my walk that every sin has to be confessed out loud. And then I have to repent. And then he will bring into my mind everything I ever did. Just like the woman at the well. I don't know if I've shared that in the the Gospels. When Jesus is sitting at the well and... A Samaritan woman comes and draws water and, and Jesus Jesus tells her her life that she had many, many husbands and indeed she wasn't even married. And then she goes and tells the people, come and meet a man that knew everything that I ever did. So he instructs us to tell him his sins one by one. And so I told this loved one, he's going to have you recall every single sin And you have to say it in your mind and you have to repent. And the Holy Spirit will work on you until he's done with everything you ever done. Now, I forgot to mention when I got there, this loved one had a look of uh, his expression was of um, fear and annoyance, I want to call it but mostly fear and his his facial features were really rigid and he he just looked like he was in in not right with the lord you can tell you can tell when somebody's well now i can tell for sure but when you see somebody in that in that expression on their face you know they're very very worried and they're they're very very scared and so I mentioned to this loved one, once the Holy Spirit is done, having you remember everything you ever did and you repented, that'll be it. You will be born again and he will receive you into his kingdom with gladness. And so I kept with him. I kept with him. And... As he was accepting the Lord into his heart and he was repenting and all of that, even before then, and I'm really sorry, I am getting this kind of out of order, but before that, you have to pray for demons to leave. You have to have the person on holy ground because only then can every evil spirit has to be cast out. And so I was 
praying and I was saying, God, Lord God, help cast out evil off of us, out of us, out of the room, out of the things. And I said, out of the animals. And I would wave my hand and point my finger, get out. And there was a cat, his beloved cat that was laying on the foot of his bed that when I would say, and, and out of the animals, and this cat would dart out of the room. And I wasn't really thinking anything about that, because what was on my mind at the time was making sure my my loved one made it into heaven. And obviously, he wasn't ready, because God, I had a job to do there. So... As the Holy Spirit is working, I'm not staying in there the whole time. And and then somebody else visited the home, wanted to say their goodbyes. And then that person um, was allowed to enter into this room with my loved one. And then the wife of my loved one said... Oh, I went ahead and let let her. She asked my permission if she could pray to her God. Well, this woman was a Buddhist. No, she was a Muslim, sorry. And so she had her prayer rug and she was praying and I'm like thinking to myself, Oh no, she's going to undo, you know, the, the demons will be back. So after she left and after I'd heard what she'd done, I'd gone in there and I prayed the prayer again. Demons flee out of the room, out of the people, out of the things, out of the animals. And I would point my finger out to the outside and that cat darted out of the room again a second time. And I can't, I, I believe I have this testimony written down somewhere because with time you forget every single detail but I had to pray again a third time in that room I can't remember the reason why but I would go in there because I wanted just the Holy Spirit and my loved one to be the only ones in the room of course I would go in there but I always cast evil away from me and off of me So I went in there a third time and I said, by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, cast out evil out of the people, out of the room, out of the things, and out of the animals. Again, I'm, you know, ordering the demons to leave and I'm pointing outside with my finger and that cat darts off a third time. And again, I'm not thinking anything of it because, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, already I'm so sad that this man is departing even though I know where he's going but it's a sad sad time so by the time the evening ended and I was going in there I was singing hymns of praise I was I was praying over him and and just spending a lot of time with him as as he's you know you know, I, I, I would keep going in there just to, just to be there and, and to comfort him also. But the next morning when I woke up, I went in there. 
And oh my goodness, the difference was as, like I read in chapter one, as different as light and day. The darkness had left his face. He had a smile on his face. There were no more tense muscles. He was relaxed and he had a smile on his face. And I said, oh, you're already seeing heaven. You did it. You did it. Praise the Lord. You're already seeing heaven. I was so amazed by by this transformation and the power of God and what he can do for anyone in their last hours of life. And we're in there and of course even though he's he's I can already tell he's already made it. There's no more need to cast out evil. He's already he he's he's a new creation in Christ. And we're, the loved one that had driven me up there, my um, loved one who is the wife and a sibling, not my sibling, but, but the wife's daughter. And we're all standing next to him and we're all just, you know, saying our goodbyes. And the one that drove me up there, she says, oh my goodness, look at Velvet. The cat's name is Velvet. I've got to name the cat. <laughs> she says, oh, look at Velvet. She's praying. And I forgot to mention the cat. Oh my goodness, this cat clearly had a lot of demons. Hair was matted down just downcast the face was just drawn down uh, just looked like he was she was tortured just this cat looked like it had a lot of demons it was stricken with all kinds of ailments the the like again the cat hair was just mangy looking just there was no life in this cat but yet this cat was a beloved cat of this person that was passing but when my loved one said oh my goodness look velvet is praying i looked over at the cat but i still still didn't it still didn't click <laughs> what was happening right before my eyes Again, I'm really tired even the next day, although I'm refreshed because I've seen the God's work in this loved one. And now I know where he's going to heaven to see the Lord. And so this loved one says a second time, by now this cat has moved to the couch where I had originally sat down when I got there. And she says, oh my goodness, look at Velvet. She's praying. And this time it got my attention. I looked over to the at the cat and the cat is in kneeling position with her paws together and she is bowed down in a praying position. I'm not kidding you guys. Praying position. Her hair was fluffy. Fluffy. It didn't even look like the same cat. It didn't even look like the same cat. She was 
a new creation and she was praying praying in revelation in the book of revelation and i mentioned in a couple podcasts past that animals once upon a time they talked the serpent talked and in revelation it says all everything that has a breath praises the lord in the end and so all animals will praise him all humans everyone all of creation will praise the lord and this cat was in a praying position again fluffy hair wasn't i was so struck by what god had done not only to my loved one in the on his deathbed but to his pet because i had cast out evil from everything including the animals three times and that cat did dart off each time i'd say and from the animals like on cue this cat would leave and this is why i tell this testimony because only god can do something like that it was as though he said to me all of heaven is rejoicing even that cat that cat lived through this testimony was a part of it and as i cast out evil the first time the second time the third time and i don't even remember seeing the cat when i went in there the next morning i don't even remember seeing the cat on the bed because the cat wasn't my focus my loved one was my focus so it took my loved one that had driven me up there twice to let me know that this cat was praying and i even took multiple pictures of velvet because i could not believe my eyes and and everybody was kind of like well what are you doing and i'm just like velvet is praying but nobody really noticed how much this cat had changed but me because it was a testimony for me to witness it was an absolute miracle what god was doing there it just it totally amazed me beyond measure i i i he never ceases to amaze me what he does in my life but it's things like this that are of they can only be of god cats can't transform themselves a loved one can't go from being so afraid to to already being in the presence of the lord the next day it was clear as day that my loved one was already seeing heaven he was already seeing he hadn't passed but the look on his face was like pure joy pure joy the power of the holy spirit so crucial when somebody's on their deathbed so crucial and all you have to do is stand over them and do as i did and cast evil out ask jesus to not let evil in 
and he will. And there's even more power in the room when you cast evil out because then now you're on holy ground. That my loved one was on holy ground. I was on holy ground. The cat was on holy ground. So no wonder he was trans. She was transformed. So before I left that day, we had to leave that day. The before I left, I said to my loved one, I've got to go now, but I'll be back on the weekend. The Lord willing, I'll talk to you again on this side of heaven. I said, but if not, I said, if you see Jesus, if you see him, go to him, go to him. Don't wait. And I'll see you on the other side when it's my turn. Those were my last words to him. Within 15 minutes, he had passed. We got a a phone call on our way back home that he had passed 15 minutes. So he listened. And this loved one, he had gotten in I don't want to say a habit, but he he would listen to me. But he really wasn't listening to me. He was listening to the Holy Spirit within me because the Holy Spirit still needed him. I was I was the vessel. I was the vessel that the Holy Spirit used for my loved one to pass into heaven. Praise the Lord. For he is good. Praise the Lord. So, if you have a loved one or anyone that only got a short time, cast evil out, be on holy ground, have them accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in their hearts. Let them know that the Holy Spirit will then take over from there. And it's important that they say in their minds each sin that the Holy Spirit puts on their heart and they need to repent. And when they're done, when the Holy Spirit is done, you know that your loved one will be in heaven. Or if that's you today, that's what you need to do. Uh, I have to finish by saying that we did end up going back there on the weekend because well, we had loved ones there that needed comfort. We all needed comfort. The minute we opened the door, my husband and I, the cat is cruising by, back to his old self, back to her old self. The demons were back, and then some. This cat looked even worse, because, you know, demons... They go back into the people. They go back into the animals. And I instantly got a headache when I looked at the cat. And I said, oh, Velvet, the demons are back. And I got a headache instantly. I I had a headache the rest of that weekend. And that cat has 
been put down since because there was so many ailments. It was dying. But the steelers demons certainly went back into the cat. But my loved one passed into heaven. And that is my testimony. I know it probably sounds like it's way out there. But when you live through things like this, that God shows you firsthand his, his greatness and his power and his glory and his might, you're just left in awe, in awe of the God of ages. That same spirit of God that was hovering over the waters in the creation of time, before the creation of time, lives in us. The power of the Holy Spirit lives in us. I am... That's it. That's it for today. I, I hope to share all my testimonies with everybody. Much love to all. All the glory to God. All the glory to God. Until next time. Bye.